Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mutants, marbles, monsters, members of the Merry Marvel Marching Society, or the Distinguished Competition, this is another edition of the Set in Stone Podcast. Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. In this issue, guys... We've got a very special guest, Colby Williams of Cheese Boy Comics. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Colby is a great, wonderful guy. Really friendly, really knows his stuff. He's been doing comic shop running for a long time. But we're going to go over all that in the podcast. And by we, I don't mean just you and me. Not just me and you guys, the listeners. In this issue, we've got a very special host. Someone that uh, you haven't heard before, but someone who may be popping up here and there. You never know. Kind of depends on how it works out. But it's the other half of Immortal Samurai Comics. That's right. Co-publisher, writer, and creator of Conquest... And Immortal Samurai Comics. Well, you know, co-creator. <laughs> That's right, you guys. It's my brother, Steve Stone. Name amongst names. He flew out from Florida, spent a week with us out here, you know, saw the family, did some stuff, ran around town, met some shop owners, uh, met some of the local artists, sat down with a few people, did some podcasts, and Kobe was one of the people right at the top of the list. Yeah, okay. All right, fantastic. So this is Set in Stone podcast comic book owner edition. Oh, owner edition. So we have the owner of Cheese Boy Comics, Mr. Colby Williams. Williams, welcome. Um, for those just tuning in to the first issue, but this is actually issue number six, seven, seven. Yeah. Check the number on the the link. Yeah. Find out for sure. No, they're called issues, not episodes, since it's about comic books. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you into comics? Where are you born? What's your social security number? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what net do you have in the register right now? <laughs> well, we just let's not. We just opened, so it's not much in the register right now. Don't rob me. A half billion. Lots, lots, lots on the shelves. So make sure you come by and pick it up. And we have the uh, the artist. From the concert last night, perusing the store. Definitely. We have STD and Tribal One. Oh, hi, guys. How you going? Doing a podcast. Welcome to the Set in Stone yeah. podcast. Awesome. You want to jump in, let us know. <laughs> this is the best decision I've made all week. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put this on pause and let, uh, let the owner do his thing. We have that was the best interruption ever. Yeah, totally. But it was a great show last night. Yeah, was, that was a lot of fun. Adam Warrock rocked um, Tribe One. Awesome. Chef of the Dark Lord just rocked our faces off. That's right. He gave us all an STD. Yeah. So <laughs> we're definitely thankful for it that. Burns when I pee. <laughs> <laughs> 
You got the added dose. <laughs> he liked you the and most. That's why they came in. In Las Vegas, local 3D6? Of course. Uh, yeah. Of course. So let's get back um, to the beginning. To, 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 to the beginning. Because I don't remember what we even talked about. You are the owner of Cheese Boy Comics. And where are we located for those listening to the podcast that want to come visit? Okay, we're Cheese Boy Comics. We're 8060 South Rainbow. Uh, we're kind of con- towards uh, Mountain's Edge, uh, Rainbow and Windmill. We've been here just about a year. Um, well, actually, I ran a store from from 2000 to 2005, which was also Cheese Boy Comics. Um, and then we shut down, forced underground by evil monkeys with spears. And we like finally, you do, yeah. Finally, we've broken free from from their tyrannical rule, and we've we've reopened. And they haven't found you yet, so that's good. Exactly, exactly. But now you have more protection. I see it. The magic, <laughs> the gathering is here, and uh, that's in Las Vegas. It should definitely more of. Just getting specific on the street directions. Oh yes, yeah, in, Las in Las Vegas. Don't look for South Rainbow in New Jersey because you'll never find the shop. Yeah, there probably yeah. is a South Rainbow <laughs> in Las, every state. Las Vegas, somewhere. Nevada, America. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So you own your own comic shop, but what got you into comic books? I just—I've always been a, a comic reader and, you know, a big fan of art. And I remember being, you know, ten years old and hating to read. And that was the way my mom got me to read. She'd pick up comics and remember totally starting off with uh, like Weird War Tales and Fantastic Four and Incredible Hulk. Um, Incredible Hulk's always kind of been been my like number one favorite he's even though he's not really like the typical superhero i I don't know something always rung true about his stories to me that i don't know just and he's green yeah he expressed a rage you couldn't exactly exactly (laughs) i want to (laughs) smash clean your room all right mom i'm I'm the comic book instead (laughs) i'm the wussy banner and i always wanted to be the big smashing hulk but i guess maybe i don't know everybody has a power (laughs) trip like that yeah it's a little bit i mean i really wish i was strong but dumb oh yeah (laughs) halfway there all right (laughs) well that's i I think that's one of the things why people related to superman is that he played a nerd but was really a super guy and so but he didn't turn green so that was a little bit more of an easy transition for kids back in the you know 40s 50s growing up superman just that was like the one superhero i never could identify with and for some in my head he was like he was too super he had he could he was the strongest and the fastest and he could fly and he had laser eyes and he had cold breath and nothing could stop him and he got the hottest chick that got in the most trouble so they're seeing each other all the time exactly yeah <laughs> yeah there's not um, much relating to that certainly as like an adult going back and reading they've, they've come out with some incredible Superman storylines like Red Sun stuff like that 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 I really really like and I certainly appreciate Superman a lot more now. Yeah, those those tangent tales really help you focus on the core of what he's about instead of just the big aspect of I fight giant robots and a rock hurts me, you know, that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, what was we talked a little bit last night, but for the uh, people listening now that weren't there, <laughs> that weren't there, that had no idea what you said, tell us how you got into the just going from reading comics to collecting slash I want to 
own all own of a, them. Own, a, own them and sell <laughs> <Right>. them. <laughs> yeah, it was probably um, sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade, and, and my best friend, his he had an uncle that was wanted to be an artist that in comics, and he was quite a bit older than us. He had to be 20 years older than us. Um, and he came home, and he was he was the diehard collector, and he was the one that was like, oh, what are you doing? Don't cut the pictures out of your comics. And, you know, <laughs> I know you want to cut out the coupon to send away for a 1,000 army men for 75 cents, but don't do that because you've got to save your comics. And he was the one that kind of taught us about bags and boards and and keeping them in comic boxes instead of like, throwing them on your shelf and no folding them up and sticking them in your back pocket um, and that's kind of really where like my collecting started I mean I had read a lot of comics before that but that was that was kind of where now do you remember the first comic that you purchased that you thought I'm going that you made the effort beyond what his uncle had mentioned that you're like okay I've got to make sure I take care of this and put it in the board you remember that which well, he was he was a big Doctor Strange fan, and he actually had given my friend and I um, old like original like late sixties um, Doctor Strange just for us to read, and it was like kind of like to start us off, and that was like the first thing that I got that was like worth more than cover price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you still have that issue? Is it hidden away? Somewhere? I do. I actually do. Um, I moved recently, so I don't know. Exactly where it is, but, but it's it, somewhere it's, taken care of in a it is, long box. Yes, <laughs> in a secret vault in the under the ocean. Yeah, protected by a polar bear. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've been there. I've seen it. It's oh, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So, you said you owned a comic, uh, Cheese Boy, and then you got overrun by monkeys, of course, as as you do. What made you want to get back to other than obviously this be an amazingly fun job? It, it is. It's actually it's, it's, to run. it's the best job ever. Um, if it made a little more money, that would be a bonus. But <laughs> you got to sell a lot of three dollar comics to make rent. Um, but besides that, I really, I I love comics. I love card games. I love video games. And and I mean, this is kind of like the the best of all that. And and every customer who comes in is like my best friend, and I can share my passion with them and they hang out here and and it's it's just the it's the best i mean i ran it for five years um from 2000 to 2005 and then you know we had to we had to close up i just you know because of financial reasons and you know the Mm -hmm. economy was kind of starting to tank and and i had taken on a partner and that didn't quite work out the way we had hoped um so you know i got out of it and i kind of for a couple years didn't even read comics i didn't go into a comic store or anything and um it was just it was just like no i'm done with comics um but the bug kind of starts scratching at 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 the inside of your brain and i was like oh well okay well i'll start picking up comics but i'll only pick up the trades because that way i don't have to come in every you know two weeks and and see and i got a whole story and i could sit down and read it when i want and i was like oh my goodness this is so these stories are even better than I remembered, and then so then I it's too good to wait a yeah. month or five months for yeah. a trade. Yeah, yeah. So I was in the same boat. Like after my my son was born, I was like, okay, all my comic money is going to him now. And then things start stabilizing, and it's just like, oh, I'll go pick up a trade. And then you're like, oh, twenty dollars. You're like, oh, I'll just get one three dollars issue. And next thing you know, it's like, and your total seventy five dollars. Like, yes, sir. Thank you very much. 
I'll be back in that two weeks. Way. Yeah. And, and Colby thanks you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was that person for. <laughs> oh, I cleared out his one dollar so. box the first time I was here. We had a like a big uh, vagina girl um, fundraiser. Very awesome girls in nerdy attire. That's what it was. vagina. Uh, yeah, they're doing like a fundraiser for. Uh, yeah, something. it wasn't at a strip club. No, no, no. It was in the shop. <laughs> this is Vegas, so you do have and, to clarify. Uh, <laughs> another another artist and I showed up and. Uh, yeah, we were doing like sketches and stuff, and then I was just pouring through the dollar boxes and finding little treasures and stuff like that. Yeah, and then like thirty-five dollars later, <laughs> can you double bag that? That's a big bag of comic books. <laughs> it's amazing how fast those little dollars add up. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you find things that that you love, and a lot of it. Uh, do you find a lot of it to be nostalgia? Orientated, or the reason that people get the books, or people are really just getting into comic books again, or new blood. What it, do you find most often? You know, it's it's really a mix of all of them. Um, there's a lot of like older readers who read 20 years ago, and now they have kids, and they're trying to introduce their kids and to into comics. And like I said, it's a great way to get a kid to start reading. Um, plus, with the art and the um, and part of it is uh, the movies. Now there's so many comic movies. It's getting a like a whole generation, new generation into into knowing who Iron Man is and who you know Captain America is. Where they may have only seen pictures, and now they've seen the movies, so they have like in their head they they know who that that character is. So they more it's easier to get them to to read a comic. Um, is it easier to, to I don't know how big into back issues you are, but do you find people looking for more back issues because of the movies? Um, it's it's kind of half and half. There's a lot of people who are just like, hey, I just, just saw the Captain America movie and I want to start reading some comics. And, and no, like, great, so we have five new issues and a bunch of trade paper rags. There you go. Exactly. And and trades are... they All the companies have started doing such a good job collecting things and, and putting concise stories together, um, especially, especially DC. They've, like, really kind of rule the market on that they've done an excellent job and that makes it so easy because if somebody comes in and they don't want to start coming in every month but they know they just watched the Batman movie um, you can be like hey here's ten great stories pick one up take it home read it at your leisure you know if you know if you like it come back and another one if not at least you know now you can say you've read a comic um, and you get stuff like uh, some like Mad Love, which was like the har- first Harley story, um, and I know Kevin Smith always talks about how like that was kind of the comic he used to get his wife into it. But honestly, I've used his story to get so many girls interested in comics because they're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to jump right into some dark Batman story, but you got that fun Harley kind of goofiness and yeah, and it's it's Thelma and Louise of a comic book. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like something a easy for yeah. them to jump into. It's it's a quick, easy read, but it's still a really good story. I also like the DC trades because while like lately they've had a lot of big crossovers, you could still read that one title's book and it still makes sense within the story. Like you don't have to go pick up the Batwoman tale to be able to fill in the chapter between what happened with Batman or like Nightwing or whatever. You right. Can still follow the path of the story. Which is a lot of things that some comic creating companies don't do. They'll like, like, oh, well, we'll do a trade of Batman or, or like, say Captain America, but then we'll throw in some, you know, Avengers and something else, and it 
it just kind of like doesn't it. even have the same feel because it's like a different writer or a different set of artists. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, are you noticing more crossover or complete universe yeah. story arcs, or am I just noticing them more now than when I was a kid? Do you know what I mean? Of course, as a like a big company like like a Marvel or a DC, you you want your storyline, like you want your Avengers storyline to cross over into you know, Iron Man and Thor and uh, Captain America, yeah. so that way you can hopefully get the reader to buy those and get hooked on those, and then start like we were saying, start getting seventy five dollars worth of comics a month, <laughs> um, and, or a week <laughs> in some cases, and. We definitely have some collectors who will, when they a storyline, they'll ca- they'll pick up every tie-in. Um, yeah. But we have some comic collectors that are like, oh, if this is going to cross over everything, I'm just going to not read it till this storyline's over because I don't want to yeah, pick up. They're like, that's not within my budget. Yeah. yeah like, oh, look, there's. Do you know what year it is? Like <laughs> the, the X Men or the Avengers now, and I have to pick up an X Men book to figure out how the rest of the story pans out. And, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. I've noticed uh, quite a few story arcs. I mean, over the years, like I said, I. I've collected on and off, and I remember there's Civil War, and there's Blackest Night, and, you know, the new 52 comes out, and they start doing Death uh, in the Family, family. and so I've noticed a lot of cross, and I'm like, I don't quite remember so many massive arcs when I was growing up, so I didn't know if you had, you you, you being in the industry. Yeah, back in the 80s, it was like Avengers vs. X-Men was huge, it was like the biggest thing that had ever happened. And then, uh, but now they're realizing, like, we should just do it all the time. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw Daredevil in there, too, so people will see Daredevil in the Avengers, and then they'll go pick up his book, and then we'll have Spider-Man guest star, and then Spider-Man will be there as well, and then Spider-Man's in another Avengers team, and, yeah, and then from there, it's the Hawkeye shows up, and, oh, he's in Secret Avengers, and, yeah, it's just a, a snowball effect. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Kobe's just, ching, ching, ching. <laughs> well, no, I like I'm it, kidding. <laughs> you know, as a store owner, you know, I, yeah. so of course I like that. But you know, as a as still, I'm like a collector and I'm, I'm like a fan at heart. And so, yeah, but sometimes they do they do go a little overboard with some yeah. of that stuff. And you know, if if I'm reading something and and I, you know, you see the people who you know are tight on money or don't want that big of, you know, if, if there's something that's not necessary to the story, you know, I'm, I'll certainly let them know. Be like, hey, you know, it's a tie-in, but. If you you know if you get Batman and you get Detective, you got the whole storyline. You don't need to get every Catwoman crossover and every Red Hood. Red Hood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what would you say is your favorite out of those, or your favorite book or title? Or I mean, do you have specific like this is my end all be all artist writer team up? I mean, I go through. Cycles. I know you must see all everything. So <laughs> <laughs> and it is it's horrible. It's it's I have everything like at my fingertips and it just gets so busy that I end up probably reading less than I did before Mm -hmm. we opened the store when I had to go and actually buy it um but yeah I I go through I go through cycles I I mean I Hulk has kind of always been my favorite um but for a while I was huge onto Daredevil for a while I was huge onto Amazing Spider-Man um just yeah big into uh uh, all the like image stuff, especially like in the '90s, image kind of went for like we are the best artists, and that's all really that matters. And they had stories, but it was like I was picking up every comic because it looked beautiful. Um, and now image is kind of like it's reinventing itself, and it's 
every comic's much more stylized, and there's a lot of stuff that's like, this isn't great art, but almost every image comic that's coming out now is like, wow, this story blows me away. Yeah. You know, it's kind of gone And the art's servicing the story as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. Before, you used to be like, look at these brilliant splash pages or gatefold interior pages, and they have like four lines of dialogue, you know, and then you just turn the page and it's another gorgeous page, but it's like, they technically did like five things in that whole book. And then there's like eight pages of ads in the back. You know? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, now it's it's there. And it was three months late. They're writing a story and they're like, hey, we got a dark story, so let's get a dark artist yeah. to, to pencil what we wrote. Not, hey, we just drew a bunch of awesome girls in bikinis and let's see if we can write a story around this. Yeah, yeah. like they did back in the day. I remember, I remember those issues. Some, there were some X-Men like that. Yeah. Jim Lee uh, <clears throat> threw in Psylocke in a bathing suit. and That, yeah. was, that was story-driven. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to wait ten issues to find out what the story issue was. What it was really about. So now that you are here, you're, you're here for a year, what, what do you look forward to for... 2014 for the shop and Jeff plans of doing adding new things new genres or we're always we're always kind of you know growing and expanding and you know we're listening I mean we're only a year so we'll listen to our customers and see what what they want and what they need and and you know certainly try to adapt the store you know, around them because I mean they're ultimately going to be the ones who are picking everything up, but I could fill the store with a bunch of crap that I like that nobody else likes and, you know, go out of business in a year. Um, <laughs> so so it's just a little bit of crap that I like. Um, yeah, of course, I buy things like giant uh, Mecha King Ghidorah and think, this is really, really awesome, but it's $150. And in the back of my head, think, I really like this. And I hope nobody buys it, so in a year I can have an excuse just to take it home. Um, write it, write but, it off on the taxes. But yeah, but you know, they end up. Most of those things end up selling eventually, and I don't get to ever take any of them home. But at least I had it for you yeah. know a few months. And get have pictures with it. it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I had it on my shelf. Look at here. <laughs> Evidence on Facebook. What are you? What are you? What are you finding? As of 2013, you you've been up in, uh, for, for the year. What are you finding selling that people are really after? That they're coming in looking for that you weren't expecting or you did expect and it was um, comic-wise, Deadpool is is like off the charts. I I I remember it from back from you know old New Mutants and Deadpool and Cable and I was never really huge fan, but it has taken off and it is probably by far the most popular Marvel character, at least in this store, um, over the Simple last couple range, months. Yeah. 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 Um, it, to the point where almost where like Marvel's like, hey, this comic's not selling. Let's throw Deadpool in it for a month and see if we can sell some issues, which is a little irritating, but whatever. <laughs> but it works um, <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> but the new, the new storyline, actually, uh, big, goofy comedian, uh, Brian Posen, is writing it, and I never... Yeah, pictured him, you know, being a comic writer, but he has done a fantastic job, and it just, it really makes yeah. Deadpool like the character that he should be. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I didn't even know he was yeah, writing that. Well, so. with Jerry Duggan, yeah, we met him at the, uh, or I met him at the Amazing Show. 
Well, Paul Pol- Dameron wasn't there, but yeah. Jerry was. But yeah, it's yeah, oh, and it's, it's, it's like awesome. the perfect I mean, art style to go with him too. Tony Moore, yeah, and it's different than um, what was that one he did with uh, Robert Kirkman with the uh, space traveler, uh, space agent. No, no, no. It was Rick Remeter with Fear Agent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did that one. That's completely different. You know, I was sold when like you know it was like the first panel was him like kicking George Washington zombie in the face or something <laughs> like that. I was like, yes, yes, this is a book I want to pick up. You know, <laughs> and like LBJ zombie has like laser eyes and he's kicking him in the crotch. You know, in a wheelchair. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not LBJ. It was uh, Rose- Roosevelt. Yeah, Roosevelt zombie. Say, I was gonna say LBJ wasn't in a wheelchair. Yeah. Let that one slide. <laughs> All right, cut that. <laughs> I say that every time, and I never do. We never do. <laughs> so, people coming to Cheese Boy Comics, what can they expect? What What is it that you have that draws people in already, or that you would like for them to know that you have in case they're interested in those kinds of things? Well, we're, we're just kind of an all-around comic store. I don't have a whole lot of back issues, but we do try to carry as much as we can new stuff, um, and we try to do the best we can to if we run out of something to get it back in. Um, we have a really good Magic the Gathering community here, um, and we just we, we lucked out getting a really good group of players. Not necessarily that they're like the, the best, most competitive players, but everybody's like a family. Yeah. Um, so when new well, players that's what you want. When I new mean. players come in, it's not that, oh, he's the new kid, don't, yeah, well, don't play with him. It's, oh, hey, you're new. You probably shouldn't have that card in your deck. Here, let me help you. Five colors is probably too much for a new player. Let's see if we can cut that down to two. Yeah, and we just have, like, you know, just about every player that, you know, hangs out here is it, a really decent person. And, and it, I just, as a store, we've really lucked out. You know, That's it, awesome. Yeah, I know that it you kind have of, quite, a, quite a few tables. and Yeah, it kind of runs itself. You know, I can, I can be selling comics, and I know that my customers will be taken care of my customers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I noticed you have a whole shelf uh, counter full of uh, the gathering cards, Magic the Gathering cards. So yeah, you have everything that they need. So, that, I don't know if those are them on the wall as well, but you guys just have tons of stuff here. Yeah, definitely. When we, when we first kind of reopened here, I was just trying to fill the place, and I was like, I haven't played Magic in like seven years. I don't even know if there's anything still left you know, any steam left behind it, so I just kind of filled up a case just to fill up a case just so the store looked full um, with, like, my old stuff. Um, and it's really taken off, and now it's probably 40%, 50% of our, you know, total business is Yeah, I know in magic. a lot of shops, like, we do the once-a-week thing at Oasis, and I'd say almost every single time we go in there, somebody's buying just, like, a huge, you know, booster pack. That's, like, $75 a piece. They're like, yeah, I'll get that. And then another guy's like, oh, give me one as well. And they're just like order four more, you know. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, I, well, I spent that in the last two weeks. I had come in, you know. It's held up to its name. It causes a gathering. So yeah. <laughs> definitely. It's the magic of it. But I also <laughs> noticed you have an anime section, and you have action figures, Star Wars. Uh, I see some Spawn over there as well. It looks like you could have broken into my garage and opened up my plastic vents <laughs> and said, "We'll just put Steve's." Steve's action figures up here because I see quite a few that I've collected over the years. So that's good. How how into figures are you finding people these days? It's there's still some serious diehard like figure collectors, but it's not 
not as much as I remember from the 2000 to 2005. The last time I kind of ran a store, the, the figure seemed to be a lot bigger. But it was like that, that was like the heyday of the McFarlane yeah. Um, yeah. era where like he was putting out everything and tortured I mean, souls. We and could even sell you know the football and the you know the baseball ones to to comic collectors because McFarlane was doing them. And that's now there's a lot more companies doing that high quality kind of figure, but it's just. It's it's a much more selective group of clients. They, they almost seem like they're like mini, just plastic statues. Yeah, like they're not as. Yeah, a lot of McFarlane's weren't very posable either. Like you get like the Army of Darkness set, and it's just you know Ash with one hand up holding a shotgun. It's a chain. <laughs> like hand. some of them, you could like rotate a hand, or you know, had weird, weird ways that they could turn different parts of their body. I like <laughs> but the it was always a Joe's where you could like turn them anyway and do dancing yeah. and yeah. Yeah. No, no more kung fu grip. Exactly. <laughs> well, I remember I actually just went through some old stuff and I found my old Spawn manga action figures. I was like, oh man, these are awesome! And like the leg broke, broke off of one of them. Right. It's like just snapped off. I'm like, oh. No, it's the arm like <laughs> 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've been great. They've been sitting in storage for a long time, but uh, but yeah, I remember they were fun, but huge and bulky and uh, they, they always kept the motorcycle that you could never fit the character sitting on the motorcycle because their legs weren't designed for it <laughs> to sit side saddle like for <laughs> <a normal horse. laughs> just push it around <laughs> all right but i remember those tortured, those tortured souls dolls were like huge like i and people were just like waiting in line to get them like particular ones yeah but they were yeah nothing had to come out like that the most depraved looking uh you yeah. know figures you've ever seen in your life people like was it a? They're all the seven deadly sins, right? One was like gluttony, and he had like this transparent belly, like full of blood with heads in it and body parts, and his mouth was stitched up, and there's feeding tubes in his chest, and he's hanging, and yeah, it's all types of crazy stuff. <laughs> People were just eating it up. Yeah, it's like I don't get yeah, it, it like but the, my girlfriend wants it. So <laughs> the first time that had ever kind of like gone to like a mass market. Yeah, you know, something. Yeah, it's crazy. The craziness of it all. So what kind of stuff can people find in the kids section? Well, we try to try to carry all the stuff that's um, basically basically like revolves around Cartoon Network and Disney. Uh, uh, a lot of stuff that to to get to get kids interested where. If they haven't seen the movies, or they may not want to pick up, you know, a you know Superman or a Batman, um, but if they've been watching like the Green Lantern animated series, you know, they get a comic off of that, or uh, um, Adventure Time, and and even though that probably sells as well to adults, um, yeah. just like My Little Pony weirdly sells as well to adults. <laughs> um, yes, or Teen Titans. <laughs> well, I noticed Teen Titans. Go. I didn't even realize that there was a Peanuts comic book, and I see issue number eight over there on the shelf. And that kind of shocked me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they, they've brought in some of the old stuff back, the Peanuts, uh, Popeye. They did like a classic Popeye comic, um, where I think it's actually all reprints of old uh, Popeye Newspaper. stories. Yeah, um, and and it all it all sells pretty well. Um, That's yeah, cool. And I we see also Sonic all the time, and I don't know of anybody that picked it up, but I mean, all the shops have tons the of them. Sonic sells really well, and I and I, it's always kids that are. Younger than I think should know who Sonic is. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Sega Genesis yeah. has been discontinued for like twenty years. How do you know? But no, I aren't know. there like, isn't there like a Sonic cartoon or something like that? Or hasn't he been in? He, he has been. Yeah, he has yeah. been. Yeah. So I think they kind I think of when I was in like kept him around junior bit. high school. That's when it was. Like, oh yeah. Mid-90s. That's what happens when you get yeah. in your thirties and uh, you're like. 
Is this stuff still relevant? You start sounding like your dad. I don't remember that being popular at all. Yeah. For those people looking for a comic book shop to visit, we've taken up just about 30 minutes of your time. Let them know why they should come and visit you over here at Cheese Boy Comics. Um, because my name's Cheese Boy, and that sounds like a superhero. And I am the great dairy defender. <laughs> uh, no, um, we just we just try to we just try to have the you know we're not a huge store, but we we try to do the best we can, and we try to make it the, like a real pleasant atmosphere. You know, we try to make sure people find what they're looking for, and you know, we try to kind of hook people up with what what kind of stuff works for them we're we're not going to be pushing you know that the where joker rips off his face to you know every single person who comes in here cuz you know people not not all people like that so you <laughs> we kind of ask you questions hey what movies do you like what what kind of tv shows do you watch um you know what co- other comics do you read you know we try to get people you know hooked with what what works best for them and you know and we try to uh just just Make it the most friendly place possible. Hey, it's a comic store. It, it, it's not a serious atmosphere. It's you know, it's a casual, relaxed place. It's a place where you're supposed to have fun. Absolutely. Well, it, it's a great place. I've walked around, looked at everything. They've got just about everything that you can think of. And if they don't, just ask Colby, and I'm sure he'll do his best to get get what you need. Do you guys have a Dropbox system where our people can? Do yep. subscriptions? Yeah, yeah. We do. We do so the monthly your, subscriptions. You can we get do your box orders, and he'll hook you up. So I, I appreciate you taking the time. I've had lots of fun. Best of luck in 2014. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, thank you guys very much. And that is the end of issue number whatever this is. <laughs> Our tagline is: These things should be bagged and boarded, you heartless bastards. <laughs> <laughs> The intro and outro music for the Set in Stone podcast is provided by The Devils You Know. You can find them on their Facebook page at The Devils You Know and at ReverbNation.com slash The Devils You Know. Check them out. They're an awesome band. I highly recommend them. For more information regarding Immortal Samurai comics and the podcast, please visit ImmortalSamurai.com. For all the updates on Conquest, Chain Reaction, as well as art, convention schedules, and commission lists. That's www.immortalsamurai.com.
let the world go on thinking that he too is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Yeah.